Yes, 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 people. Welcome back to another episode of the One Two Podcast, Football from the Real, brought to you by myself, Jay, and my usual co-host, Dave. Let the people know in the building, bro. What's good? What's good? What's good? Come on, man. We move back again for another episode where we dice down all the drama that's gone down this weekend, as per usual. And um, yeah, we'll go as well as as usual. So we go through the three games, three big games of the weekend. We dice down some, with some little, you know, subtopics towards the end. But um, before we get on with today's episode, apologies for missing out on a previous week. That's on me. You know, timetable clashes, you know, the vibes already and uh, had to take a miss on this one. But we missed out on last week's drama, but there was enough drama this week to, to have another episode. So without further ado, you might as well jump in with uh, the Spurs-Chelsea game that happened last night. Yeah. Big game. Uh, Spurs nil, Chelsea one. What are your thoughts in the game, my guy? Yeah, it was a bit of um, definitely the biggest game of the week in terms of that like, excitement and stuff. Interesting to see because Spurs have not been on the best of runs. I think this is like Mourinho's first time losing three home games in a row, or something like that. Um, it's his first time losing back to back home games. Back to back, that's it. And I think it's his first time losing three just games in a row full stop. Right. Home or win. Yeah. Or something like that. It's mad. It is crazy. And they weren't like Brighton and I forgot who they played. Brighton. Let me just check in now. But yeah, so they've not been on the greatest reforms. Kind of coincide. Oh, Liverpool, that was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, since Kane's injury. So, and obviously, Chelsea got the new. Manager bounce with Tuchel. He's started off pretty well. What are your thoughts? Do you know what? I like how he's straight away. He's making. It sounds silly, but he's making decisions like he's not. He's not being like, yeah, just carry on with what was going on before. Like he's coming, made free at the back. He's put some, brought some players back. He's trusted Aspilicueta. He obviously played Alonso the other day he's not really going with Giroud and Abraham whatever like he's doing his thing what I would say is that again bit of a new manager bounce thing because I didn't really think that the Chelsea players were that terrible they just looked like they're completely down towards like they just didn't really care at all so yeah no I definitely hear that me um, I like what I'm seeing from Tuchel I'll be real like Mm. uh, credit where it's due it's, everything looks different about Chelsea in the way they play, the way they move, um, in possession, what they do, the ball, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Looks different. He's clearly putting his stamp on this Chelsea side. And what I will say, it's been three games, you know. No one can really come to any conclusion so far on that. I don't want to see no one saying he's the answer or I don't want to see anyone writing him off and saying, oh, it's been a bit of an un- easy run, should we say. Mm. Um I just think it's been a it's been a good start for me. Obviously, three clean sheets. With what I will say with that one is, uh, it's kind of like similar to what happened in the Franks early years. Mm. You know, well, not earlier, sorry, um, earlier on in the season. Yeah, and it's like they faced a poor Wolves side, very poor, and going forward they've got no Raul Jimenez. So essentially, they're, they're nothing going forward. He was their main like guy. Yeah. So Wolves, Burnley, we really know what Burnley are on. 
they will happily sit back and then if they win a game, they'll catch you on the counter or something like that and just nicking it. That's what they're about. So really going forward, they're not really a test like that. Mm. And Spurs, like they've now fallen down into that bracket where just sitting back, no attack. And um, yeah, so it's been a good start by two short. Like, I don't know, because when I was watching the plays, it's a very unique system. Like I'm seeing, I don't know if you caught this, but I'm, I'm seeing like, Obviously, it looked like they played a double pivot of Kovacic and Jorginho, who I thought both played very well. Yeah. And it's like, both of them kind of switched between kind of playing in that, a kind of centre-back role. Because it's obviously not the centre-back, but they're dropping so deep. They're literally in the centre-back position. And it's a weird one. Yeah. in possession, they're in a back four. And then obviously out of position, the back to the normal back three with the wing backs. It's a very weird and unique system, but it's working right now. You can't hit on it. Mm. I know time will tell. Time will definitely tell whether it's the truth, but definitely, definitely good performance for, you, for Chelsea. Yeah, but, but um, overall yeah. it was pretty, a pretty like disappointing performance from Tottenham, I would say. Not, not in the fact that it's, it was a surprise, but that they didn't even really, didn't really seem like they had tried too much. Like, this is what we've seen from Mourinho sides, which yeah. me personally, I'm not even surprised. The bit I'm surprised about is his this early. Mm. Like, you've seen it with Real Madrid, you've seen it with Chelsea twice, mm. you've seen it with Man United. They, they will go through this period where it looks like the players are slightly down in tools. They're not really putting in that effort. They're not trying. But at least with all those other sides, they've won a league. They've won a trophy full stop. Yeah. And then it gets to this point. Trust first to skip the trophy part and then just <laughs> jump straight into the downfall. Literally, man. Literally. But, um, yeah, no, it's Eric Dyer again. <sighs> it was such a weird, Dyer. like, that penalty was so weird. Like, it was not even... It's so cheap. It's not, like... Considering the penalties we've seen, especially this week, like it wasn't even like giving the ref a decision, like a decision to make. It was just so obvious. But it wasn't, and it's like it didn't even need yeah, to be given. I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. It wasn't like a call as a last ditch or whatever. Like he was, I'm pretty sure Werner turned round. Like he wasn't really, he wasn't technically facing the goal as in terms of like a proper goal threat. But it's just mm. so clumsy and just so pointless especially early on in the game against a Chelsea side who is not even a Chelsea side even against them who tend to score first well Tottenham score first and then sit back but they yeah. literally just yeah they just gave himself an uphill battle yeah like it's, it's crazy how much of a fall off it's happened for them defensively because at the start of the season, they were doing very well. And I was even giving Eric Dyer's credits. Like, me, I'm a guy where if you do well, I'll credit you. If you do bad, I'll yeah. criticise you. Just say you, how it regardless is. Of, yeah, regardless of your previous history or anything. If you're doing well, we'll call it how it is. And that's what was happening with Dyer. He was doing bits. But, like, I'd say from pretty much, not even just Dyer, but the whole of the Tottenham squads. Ever since they touched, ever since they got a taste of what life was like at the top, Ever, ever since they got a sniff mm. of that first place, it's all gone downhill. Yeah, they've just fallen off. Like it's crazy. Like they didn't even make like, a fucking. They didn't even make an effort to like um, maintain, yeah, maintain it. it yeah. Wow. Not even like 
Like, no one's saying you have to go the whole season at the top and then win it, but it's like, at least put up a little fight and then get knocked off the top by, like, the last month or two. Yeah. Then you could say, mm, you gave it a good run. It wasn't meant to be this year. We'll build on from it and we'll come back stronger. But it's like, nah, you man just conceded defeat already. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh. I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to say, man, because it's just it is obviously their two or three or so recent games have been obviously linked to Kane not being in, but we were kind of seeing signs slightly before. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's crazy how of like a big side Spurs are if you like to say that, but they're a big side, quote unquote. And they're so heavily reliant on one guy. The thing is, Jay, we did know this. Because it, yeah, yeah, it was like 50% yeah, of their goals were from Son and Kane. And then well, that's the thing. 100% or we knew 50% was, were from each other. Like We knew it was them too. Which is why i got to slightly put this question towards you and probably anyone else who's listening. But it's like, with him and Son, there's always been this thing around him where... He's a purple patch player. He comes in patches, but he would never have that consistency over a long stretch mm. to really be with the upper echelon, with the Salas, with the Marnes, with the Sterlings. He doesn't have that consistency. Mm. That's something that's always been thrown about him ever since he came to England. And um, I thought, I personally thought this season we're potentially seeing a little change. Yeah. Like we might actually see a son who could carry Spurs. He, he, this is him peaking right now. But it's like, Ever since Spurs, I mean, ever since Kane got injured, he's slowly living up to those ideas, those um, conspiracies that he can't carry a side on his own. Because I see him yesterday, I'm thinking, I do believe this, the Jose Mourinho setup currently doesn't actually help him out that much. It's not really benefiting him like that. Mm. But I'm not seeing him carry. Yeah, and do you know why? It's funny you say that because, like, when Kane was injured, I think a few, like, maybe, I don't want to say every season, but like a few of the times he's been injured, Son usually does step up. Maybe that's yeah. because Poch was then using him in a different way. As in like, he was a bit more of a focal point as opposed to, because they never had, um, they never had um, Vinicius playing. They never had like a second striker. So it was a Son up top, but... Mm. The thing was, the thing like you're saying with Son is that it's hard to know when to say it. Because, like, when he's on form, yeah. you can't say, ah, oh, he's on form because of Kane. And when he's off form, there's usually, like, another excuse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, and it's a hard one as well because you look at those previous Spurs sides and they were a lot more complete. Mm. You know, I look at it, and it's a weird one because obviously Spurs have spent, like, peas this summer. So, really, and truly, it should not be in this position, but. They kind of are, and it's like I look at previous times when they had uh, obviously, as you said, when Kane was injured, they had guys like Ericsson. Mm. Um, I can't remember any other names at the top of my head, but I remember they were a bit more of a bluff side going forward where there wasn't so much pressure on some, for example. I look at it now and I'm thinking, Kane's now injured, we need Son to step up because if there's no Son stepping up, we can't rely on guys like Bell, we will get on to the mm. run. Bergwijn, Lucas Moura, Eric Lamella. Like, these are some meaty options. And obviously, you <laughs> said Vinicius. <laughs> but it's like, with Vinicius, I'm slightly disappointed. I'm not even going to lie because 
I didn't know too much about him, but he came with a, a, a solid record, you know, coming from the Portuguese league and was a top scorer last season for Benfica, mm. you know. And considering he was a backup option, it's like, that's decent. Like, you have Kane and then you have the Portuguese top scorer as your backup option. You can't really go mm. wrong now. But now we're seeing him now being given that, that role, that um, kind of expectation. And he's slightly not living up to it. Like, man's backing out Mbappe celebrations against Marine, but can't really do it when the pressure comes cracking down. Like, <laughs> do you know what? It's funny you say that because I was thinking, cool, when he when he was doing his thing and um, not doing his thing, but I'll give him credit for, like, positioning and stuff like that. Like, he was getting in the position to score. Like, that's all he can do. And I was thinking, wow, he may, he may actually do something does that make sense like he may actually have uh, some sort of impact but yeah he's he, yeah. he was not impactful at all and it's it's, it's strange because I don't I didn't I didn't think Spurs relied on them that much but I guess I was wrong I because hey, um, yeah. I thought at least I thought at least it would be like um like like for like sort of effectively because what I was saying to the I was watching it with my friends I was saying like Kane is obviously amazing oh, don't get me wrong but he's not he's he's not how do I describe it the sisters yeah, go around exactly. him exactly so it, in the most respectful way possible it might make him look a bit better than what he might actually mm-hmm. be is what he, I think that's yeah. what I'm, that's, what I'm that's kind now. of how I feel Bruno yeah. to but we'll get on to it. So I was but I was thinking at least if big. he then if someone then puts him in that system, then they should like Vinicius can still pass the ball. He can still run up and down and he can obviously still score. But I think I think mm. it's just a um, just a confidence thing. Not confidence thing in terms of like mm-hmm. him, but the team more like yeah, pressure. The team just feels as if, oh shit, Kane's Kane's not here. We don't have someone to Bail us out. There's not that conflict. Yeah. Comfortability. Oh, I've messed up. I've messed Com- up that word. Comfortability. That. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. They know what we yeah. mean, but there's not that within the, the team. Yeah, anymore. 100%. Because, like, Kane's their chief creator. He's their chief goal scorer. Mm-hmm. And you could probably make a. He's probably their chief kind of defensive um, worker in the attacking field. Yeah. More time, he's the one winning the balls and stuff like that, and putting on the pressure. Mm. And it's just like you take that all out of the side. He, uh, these guys look like they're nothing really. He, he's the glue to it, and as you said, they built the system around him. And questions kind of got to run on Mourinho for the amount of money he spent, for the type of manager he is, the experience. How are you so heavily reliant on one guy? Like I get it if you've just come into the job and you're just dealing with the tools you've got. And this is the situation you find yourself in. That's perfectly cool if that was yeah. the case. But you had your chance to do your scouting for players. You had your chance to, you know, really invest in this side and give it your all. And what the I thing don't know, is, man. the main thing is, is that it was working at one point. I think that's the main issue. Do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. not, as you mentioned, though, it, it was it was unsustainable. Yeah, that's it. It was working to the point where it kind of masked it it kind of was like oh this is going well like 
don't fix what's not broken type I, of thing. I even remember one of my posts that I made, like they were winning all their games, but it was an XG post I made. Their XG was like yeah, proper they, low, but yeah. they just kept outperforming. That's it. Because they, they were just, remember I was saying how um they were just clinical, that was it. Like not yeah. in a not in like that's the thing. It kind of sounds like, oh, you're you're putting them down for being clinical, but it's not. It's not even a, that thing. It's just, it's just staying. What's it's a it's 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 a compliment, but it's something bearing yeah. in mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly that. It's a thing where it's like 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 so. Uh-huh. Someone's probably the most clinical player. I probably go as far as say he's the most clinical player in the world. I can't think of anyone more clinical. Yeah. But it's that thing of like. It could dry out, and if it does dry out, don't mm-hmm. be surprised. And being clinical is is a is a skill, but it's not like a it's not a right to saying you're going to get them chances in a game. Because if if yeah. they're still if they're still running the three chances a game, like what the, how, what are they expecting that? Like, it's not not everyone's going to obviously land on Son's um at Son, Son's feet and. He's not necessarily going to create something from nothing, so. Definitely, man, definitely. But, um, yeah, we'll finish on Mourinho, then we'll touch on a bit more Chelsea, and then obviously we'll move on to the next couple mm-hmm. of games. But, you know, Spurs fans around are now becoming agitated, frustrated. They're not really feeling this type of football that they're mm-hmm. playing. But I was told that in summertime, even though even I can't even say someone when he just came, that if I they were happily they were warned by Chelsea fans they were warned by United fans but they told me ah oh, we can ride out through all this for fossil football defensive all of that type we can easily ride through that if there's a trophy at the end that's that's it now there's what three losses in a row now poor football on show you know they look toothless but. Cup final on what April the twenty sixth, I believe, something like that. Do you know, they're even lucky because that final is usually much sooner. Imagine if they had it like next week or something. Boy, it would have been wrapped. But I and mean, then that's the thing. Pep's also Pep also takes that trophy quite mm. seriously. Like it's, it's not like it's, he's playing against Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger used to hate that trophy. Like the teams yeah, he used to put on in that competition, right? he just did not respect it. He was even like, scarred when I was. They were showing. I was. I don't know why I was on Sky. I like for some AM, some stupid AM, and they were playing the game. They were playing the Arsenal Birmingham game. I was like, fucking hell, this was I've had some dark days. But yeah, that was such a poor it was game. Crazy. Man. But yeah, um, and then just to lose it like that. But yeah, no, we mean. But yeah, like I was told that they can. They were happy to hmm. burn this. Just because they will get a trophy and they're in a cup firing now, so there is a chance, you know. Obviously, as current form goes, it's not really looking likely they'd win it because also Man City are in the form mm. of their lands, but they're there in it. And it's like, I don't know, now are people seeing what? Like, I don't know. That's the thing. Because you was warned about it. What I would say is that the majority of them, they were all like, we're only fine with this if we're winning games and we win something. So they're not necessarily being they're not necessarily being flip flops, I would say. Because they're not being mm. like, oh, this football is so bad suddenly, like it was good and I was like, do you know what I mean? They're not they're not necessarily yeah. turned, but it's 
is literally just like, cool, this is this can only run if we're winning, if we're playing, if we're beating teams. Not necessarily playing well as well, yeah, as, as long as we're beating teams. The only thing is, I don't know if we, I'm pretty sure we even said these exact words, but they signed a deal with the devil. And that deal was very expensive. So if... 15 million, that's if, his contract. If bro. they don't win, if so... The saving grace is if they win this cup, this Calabar Cup, and that are they still in the FA Cup and all that stuff? But then the question now needs to be put: Is it worth uh-huh. it? Like, which is it worth going through all of this torture, all of this for a Calabar Cup? But that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, it was it was literally just all or nothing, and yeah, because. Uh, that's the thing when you when you when you set yourself such a vague, but not a vague. But when you set yourself a target that is not long term at all, and it's still kind of vague. Because what is a, a trophy is a trophy at the end of the day. But if Man City win the Carabao Cup, they're not thinking, "Cool, we fucking we've achieved our goal." Like last year, they won it, and it was a failure of the season for them. Any 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 City fan would say that. But yeah. it's like it's, I don't want to be rude, but it's kind of like levels. Like we obviously Arsenal mm. had then won our cup, but our our one the way we the fashion we won it was kind of like a saved the season type of thing because still I don't think last season was good because obviously we didn't um we even we didn't even finish in Europe League places never mind never mind Champions League so if so mm. if if Spurs go and win this go and win the Carabao Cup I I, I don't know if they'll go that far in the FA Cup. Um, it's just like as you said even Marino himself is a short term manager so yeah. it's like you win you go through all of this you win the Carabao Cup then what next like I can't I personally right now can't see a future with Mourinho at Spurs like to be honest when he first came I always saw that way I didn't feel like he was going to build some sort of dynasty there he's always been a short term manager full mm-hmm. stop you look at his time at Chelsea only there for three years Inter only there for three years uh, Real Madrid only there for three years Man United I believe that was also three years. I think he got, no, two years. He got sacked in 2018, came in 2016. Mm-hmm. So he was always been a short-term manager whether he had mad success But did not. you know what, do you know the difference so between see. all of them clubs is and, and Spurs? Man, Man United spent 100 million on transfers, no blink of an eye. Spurs went transfer windows without spending a penny. Do you know what I mean? The 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 way the the way their businesses are run is completely completely different. Man United kind of you think though because he spent. Yeah, no, but I'm saying in terms mm. of sacking him. Oh oh yeah like 50, yeah, 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 to, yeah yeah to splash yeah, right. 15 million on a failure. Oh no, it won't be 15 million. It will be 30 something. Man, they might do a deal are to you, like buy. Are you talking about yeah, to buy him out of it. No, his contract's like he signed a fifteen million pound contract. Ah, so okay, so it would be a bit less. He's only done like a year. Yeah, they'd probably pay about twelve. Yeah, or something like but that, even that know. up front to admit your failure, it's a bit mad. Maybe that in these COVID mm. times as well. Like that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of Spurs fans calling for him to get sacked. Where realistically, I very highly doubt that would happen. It would have to take stuff like. They'd have to go on that run that Arsenal went in November to December. They'd have to go on a run like that where they lose every single game for about nine games straight. No, but the thing, the thing with that is that because it's league, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. 
Do you think that that helped Ben on a trophy? Yeah, hundred. Because that's it. That was they. they he didn't. He, they didn't bring him in to win the league. And with with Poch, I know they were hor- like their form was horrible, but they were the way Poch the way Poch treated Cups was mad. Like he he had no respect for them. So. Mm. I think it's a silver thing, and you know the the thing is, we we are saying this is obviously February now. They are still in Europa yep. as well. Oh yeah, you're the right. Thing, okay, but that's again, the thing. Because they never really even show, even when they were doing well, they never actually showed good signs yeah. in the Europa League. That they were losing to unknown sides, and, and they played like, so many games already mm. because of the qualifying. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's such a weird situation, but we'll see where it goes mm. out in it. But um, let's quickly touch on Gareth Bell quickly because, boy, what a failure that loan has been so far. I'm just trying to think. I'm I'm trying to think what we were saying about him. Do you remember? Um, I I really remember being quite careful mm. with this one. I can't lie. I didn't really watch him that much in Spain. Like I watched him. A bit more earlier on, but if we're talking about the last two years, I haven't been keeping up with that Liga. We really like that because it just doesn't even interest yeah. me like that. Really and truly, ever since Ronaldo, I'm not even trying to be that guy, but it just doesn't have that same. Do you know what? Me. I've been. I feel as if I'm running agenda for like the Premier League being the only thing I can watch, but maybe I'm going to change my mind. No, you're right. Though. Honestly, I think we need a whole separate convo about this, but. That, yeah, definitely. We'll. I mean, when the season done, when the season finishes, we'll touch on like topics mm. like this where we can proper go in depth. But you're right because I mean, I look at the Bundesliga and I think the Bundesliga is entertaining for how poor the defense are and how high. The yeah, it's are. just end to end. That's it. Yeah, and league on. Yeah, I got corn for is. saying Neymar wasn't ambitious, and your bro, yeah. the DMs I've got. I saw it, bro. The DMs I've got, man. Hey, these men take it religiously. Pro- and you know what? The thing is, I do see where they're coming from, but it's just the appeal. And we can tie it back before we get too distracted. Bale thought, "Cool, I'm going to. I'm, I'm basically getting the deal of a lifetime. Like I can, I can go. I'm being saved, but not only am I being saved by like China or." PSG I'm being saved by a Premier League team Tottenham who's on the rise and and it's just I I thought it was a bit it was definitely definitely a vibes transfer I got caught in yeah, the romance it was it. definitely definitely vibes I thought no because yeah going back to what I said I thought I haven't been keeping up the league so I haven't really been seeing what he's actually on and it's kind of looking like Zidane was right this whole time but yeah, no. When I when you, when they signed him, I was I was excited to it because I was thinking, boom, we're in twenty twenty. It's only been like two years since he dropped that Champions League final performance, and um, every time I've seen him, he's not really looked that bad. It kind of just looked like Zidane was just yeah. victimizing him, which why I came on to the conclusion that yeah, I'm excited for this. He's not going to obviously be the bill of twelve thirteen because that was prime bill, arguably some might say. His early time at Real Madrid, but it's it's debatable. But that's mm. up there, isn't it? And he, I never expected that bill to come back, but I expected a solid bill to chip in with a couple goals and link up with Kane, link up with Son. This season, it's you know, it's we, we, the only thing we talk about is Son and Kane. I ain't ever heard someone say anything about Bill, Son, and Kane as a. Shoot. Did you think? Did you think they would and, be able to yeah. play with each other? Yeah. Yes, definitely. I thought. Yeah, Son and the left. Um, 
Knocked up and then do you know what? I hope I'm not. Time. I hope I'm not being like blinded by hindsight. But I just didn't think. I didn't think Spurs were the flying arrows type of thing, where they just had three attackers going for it, like Madrid, obviously, or like Liverpool and stuff. I definitely. It was definitely like a kind of thing. The thing with Bale, he was. De- he's a bit of a. His time at Real Madrid has been. Um, What's the word? It's being shown. I can't think of another word, but it's being shown by Hazard. Shown in the bad light. As in, oh, well, he no. plays a few games. He does. He does his thing. But it's the injury at the nastiest time possible. The reason why, even mm. towards the end of Bale's time at Madrid, the reason why he was seen on the bench, like still he's still around, but he's not being played, is because. He literally didn't sound so cool, but he didn't have a time to get injured. Like he wasn't being played to then get injured. Do you know what I mean? That sounds so fucked to say. Cause mm, that's no, I, I, I need you to kind of elaborate. Basically, basically, like he's he wasn't at Madrid. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing amazingly. He wasn't setting the world alight, but he definitely wasn't bad. But it just wasn't. A, it wasn't mm. worth the risk of playing him. It wasn't worth the risk of him getting into form. The team kind of assimilating to him, leaving out Vinicius and them, man. So you're just basically yeah, unreliable. Literally that. Okay. And, no, and when he that. signed for Spurs and he was injured, I just thought this is this was this sim this sim yeah, I thought that was mad though. That was definitely mad. Like when they signed him and he couldn't even make his debut because um he yeah. was injured and he was out for like a good month. Like he wasn't just a little yeah, literally. Off. Out for about I thought it was um Man was I out thought it was a fitness month. thing. I thought it was a game time thing, but it was literally like a proper Because I vividly remember that I was so gassed to see him make mm. his debut against four Spurs against yeah. Southampton. Obviously they went on to win what was it, six two, something crazy yeah, like it was that. Stupid. But yeah, but like I remember I was gassed for that and obviously I found out he was injured so it couldn't mm. even make it happen. But um yeah, no, that was mad that he came in injured. And yeah, no, overall it's been just a big disappointment. Do you know man. what, though? You know, you were saying... Far you, he has not been played. Like, he's actually been violated a bit. You think? I I, I kind of, like... I just think he yeah. finished. Like, you was, was talking about, like, holding him for PSG. I think you said or something <laughs> like that. Or, But I, the next place I see him is probably China. I think he missed the China bag. I'll keep it so real. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised you see him in China and then... I wouldn't be surprised if later on down the line we see a mad move like let's say I don't know Swan let's say Cardiff get promoted. I can easily see something like him making a little two two year little stint at thirty seven years old with Cardiff City in the Prem. Like I can mm. I can see something like that happening. I just think at the top level he genuinely just looks finished. And I know it's so harsh to say it's cruel, but it's part of the game. It's it's happened with so many guys and and it's it literally is. it's it is literally just a thing of. You're not bad. You're just not at the level you are. And you're, okay, what his thing is, yeah, it's, it's, what his thing is, is that I know he doesn't love football. Maybe the injuries made him not like it because that's we've been through this. That's a viable option. But his problem is, is that he still thinks, or his agents or whatever, whoever's around him, they still believe that he should be playing at the top top level, even though he doesn't. That's why he. That's why he basically snubbed China, saying, "Nah, I don't even." I'm, I'm way, not even that I'm way too good, but like I don't even want to be playing in China. I want to be in the Premier League. Da da da. But these time, 
Well, football is literally yeah. a job to him now. And it's a it's a job that he knows he's he he knows or he thinks he's good at. So he he should then. Yeah, it was just a bit of a failure. But no, but I think I think bringing on Lamella and more as a violation instead of him. Oh yeah, definitely. And I will I will say like as much as I do believe he's finished and stuff like that. I kind of do feel like he should be given a bit more opportunity. He's just at least a little run-up because what we're seeing right now is kind of what we saw. And again, there's so many old habits of Mourinho now coming to life again. And it shouldn't catch guys by surprise because it's been there. We've seen it happen with just guys before. Yeah. And I'm kind of... Yeah, I'm kind of seeing that, let's say, Martial treatment on bail right now. Even if... Did you see the interview yesterday? Even this morning. I think they... Yeah, I think they asked him a question about Bill and he's just making them slide remarks like, oh, he's on the bet. No, I think he said something like, oh, everybody's trading great. Everybody's doing mm. good. And um, like he's, he's being very sarcastic, probably narcissistic and stuff like that. And um, I don't know, man, because you see it. And then obviously he doesn't actually end up getting played. Yeah. It's just like, it's not making sense. I think he left him out of the Europe. I, I, there was something this morning where he was where he was asked, like, why do you have Bill? He's like... Yeah, I'm trying my best. He's trying his best. Uh, we're all trying our best. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Just fucking just say it. And do you know what? <laughs> the biggest violation is Bale is always running up and down the touchline warming up, man. He warms up more than... Yeah, so he warms up more than the actual subs that come on. Even, do you know what? What's happened is he's gone from sitting on Real Madrid's bench to just now running literally. down the touchline. He's, do you know what he's going to do? Because he's such a, like, a character or whatever. He's going to go on that that Spurs bench and do up all the... Do you remember the, that, the kind of meme thing he was doing at Madrid? That he was covering his I, eyes. I would be on my knees to see him do... What was that thing? Was it Jesse Rodriguez or yeah. Luna Emery? <laughs> <laughs> what, a little, cut, a little cake to celebrate the last oh, time he played? God. Oh, oh my just days. Sleeping be, on the bench. I could see that happening. Just... Even the, oh, yeah. he even did the young the face palm yesterday. That's a picture now. Mm. Yeah, man. But um, yeah, we'll close up on Spurs now and quickly touch on Chelsea. I mean, as I said, everyone in that Chelsea team looked good yesterday. Like I watched them, and they're playing in this new system and it's looking good. But there's one guy who's messing up the flow. Mm. There's one guy that's always been messing up the flow. They called me crazy. <laughs> But the drought goes on. Mr. Timo nah. Werner, man. Like yesterday, I was watching him and thinking, yes, like Hudson Odoi, he's doing good. Jorginho, he's moving the ball well. He's doing good turns. He's being in those um, areas. Mason Mount always finding himself in the pockets, everywhere, creating stuff. Everyone was doing their role and doing it very well. Even Alonso, someone I've criticized over the last couple of years, but he's found himself mm. again. Everyone was doing well. The back line. But there's one guy. And it's Timo Werner. Every time the ball came to him, his touch come like... Like, <laughs> Lukaku's during that poor run of form. Obviously, I don't even want to slate Lukaku anymore because I think yeah. his touch has improved. Yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. His game's improved as he's moved to Inter. But he was going through that period where, boy, his touch was poor him. when it's coming like that. Literally, fam. It's like trampoline <laughs> touch. And it's like... I'm seeing so many excuses made for him and I, I'm when I call him or when I come for Timo Werner I, I promise you it's, it's never yeah. anything personal but 
the reason why it might seem like I come a bit more hard on him because I'm seeing guys around him, Chelsea fans, a lot of them make excuses for him, saying, so make excuses for him and showing his blind faith. And I'm on a team where it's like, no, call it how it is. He's not good. I'm not seeing good because if it was a thing where we're seeing good build up play, he's actually doing good and he's just simply being unlucky, then maybe I can hear it. But he's been the excuse was ah, uh, he's played on the wing. He's not played in his normal striker position, so that's why he's not getting goals. He's been played in the striker role for a couple games now. Still, it's the exact same thing. He's getting his chances, he's missing them. He's getting a ball. He's not doing good link-up play. He's not doing that stuff. I was just watching yesterday thinking, bring back my guy Giroud because he knows what a good touch is. He knows what good link-up play is. He knows what good hold-up play is. He lacks all of those type of stuff to be a good striker. Mm. I just, I don't see it with him. And it's a weird one, man. It's just a thing of like, you know me, I'm, I'm always for, yeah, he's lacking confidence, this and that. Big man, this is this has been um this has been a um uh, the whole season. Cause you know what's funny? Much, Remember at the start think... of the season we were like, cool, he's looking sharp but he's not scoring. Cool. Now he's not looking sharp and he's definitely not scoring. Now like, what is like people keep bringing up goal contributions and stuff like that. When you deep it, most of them came in one little what four game patch. Because as you said. When he first came, he wasn't bagging. Yeah, no, that got but, um He had a little period in like September. Yeah, when they played Southampton and them teams. Yeah, it was just like a little three, four game stretch in that month. Since then, gone back to it. And I'm just like, I'm not sold on it, personally. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, what? I just want to know what the problem is so I can just get it over and done with. Because now it's just like a thing of like, why? Because he's not. Actually, he, I just think he's not adapting to this league and it's, it's perfectly cool if that's the case. And that's the thing. I always say this about um, Werner. It's like, it's a flop, but it's perfectly cool for something like that, that to happen. As long as you can recoup... I even said, I remember saying about Pepe, although, you know, credit to him, he's improved in recent weeks. But what I was saying about Pepe before was, it's okay for a player to flop. Just ship them out, get as much money as you can, accept the L. And, you know, everyone goes by their own ways and we move on. What I'm seeing with Werner, I'm getting huge Morata vibes. Do you remember that game, that Morata game versus yeah, Arsenal? It's live in the flesh. Stinker. Stinker. Literally. Chance after chance. I'm thinking, now you're seeing Morata now, and you're thinking he can put away a couple chances and do that, but he's in the I was, Italian league. Done it you know what I was saying? It was disrespectful to Morata, because Morata actually started well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I made my post, guys were coming for me. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll stand coaching. I can hear it. Like, I remember the goal against what Stoke City, the header against Man yeah. United. Like, he done his things though. He done I think things. he, I think he fell out. I think with, um, I, the manager. I think it was the Arsenal game. Literally from yeah. that moment, yeah. he went off. But um, yeah, now we'll leave Werner for for this week again. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what see he what does next. Week. <laughs> you know, hopefully he'll back. Just a quick hopefully. one. Do you think he should get pens? Uh, no, I no, because it's like then I'm gonna hear these goal contributions yeah. again. And I'm thinking, no, this is the stat padding. Mm. No, score a proper goal, I just get a tap like, oh my days. And then you, you missed yeah, the last penalty anyway. Was, yeah, against what, was, 
hoping you would say. <laughs> like, can you, can you even nah, give him the penalty now? Not even. <laughs> but um, no, nah, we'll, we'll leave him. But what do you think? About, for, but, um, sorry, I don't want to drag it on for too long. But then, so what? Is he just? Oh, yeah. Is he not going to run with Giroud and Abraham anymore then? Well, I mean, I obviously, I thought since they fucking they've actually been scoring. It's a big violation on Giroud. And I think it's a it's a violation on Abraham as well because Abraham's goal record mm. is quite solid. You know, he has his moments where, you know, he's looking a bit off the ball. And ultimately speaking, for a top side at Chelsea, I don't know if they can rely on Tammy Abraham mm. himself, but he's done his thing. Like, he can leave with his head whole high of what he's mm. done in the last two years. Um, obviously, Giroud goes out saying he's been, what, their top scorer on like, the last season's mm. rival, something like that. Like, he's chipped him a crucial goal after a crucial goal. They would not be in a Champions League if it wasn't for Olivier Giroud. The amount of goals he bagged in that second half, that post-COVID mm. period. Yeah. So, you're right. It's harsh on them too. But it it's kind of a thing where I slightly... I don't understand it, but it's like Tuchel's came in and he's made his decision that he wants to go with Werner. And ultimately speaking, it's his philosophy, it's his system. If that's what he sees, I can't really come for the manager and say, no, it's unfair on the previous two because maybe the previous two might have looked good. And that's why I'm saying, with Werner, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt on the, on the behalf where I've seen what Tuchel can do with Aubameyang. I've seen what he can do with Dembele. I see what he can do with you inside mm-hmm. wide forwards. So I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's chose Werner, but Werner's still doing the same stuff. And he's even, I, I don't know, it's harsh on Giroud and Abraham, but I can't come for Tuchel because he's just chosen Werner, if yeah. you get me. Like, it was like with Arteta, it's like, it's harsh on Mainzie Maitland-Niles, but I believe he's played better than Bellerin, but he prefers Bellerin. Yeah. It's a weird yeah, it's one. Definitely, um, it's definitely a German thing. But also, you just need to... He's just probably thinking that. Like, let me just try and play my, into his confidence, but it's going to get to fucking breaking point soon. Yeah, I could definitely see um, Tuchel dropping him soon. If he obviously if he keeps this up. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was Chelsea. That was Chelsea Spurs winning winning to depth on that one there. But we'll move on to the next one, which is Man United Southampton. Now, firstly, I don't. Actually, feel there's too much we can talk on. Obviously, it was nine nil, like record <laughs> equally setting. You know, yeah, Man United doing Southampton like they like they're Leicester in all nineteen. Like it's just peak. I'd even deep. I didn't deep. It was nine nil until until afterwards because I was still a bit riled about. Yeah, literally, thing. I was I was making my posts. I was making my posts and everything, and I'm writing nine nil stuff like that. But I think it took me two hours mm. for it to hit me. Like shit. These men just conceded yeah. nine. They yeah. held nine. Again, twice. Like how do you there's one thing it happening once. What's it what how does the saying go? Yeah, shame once. Oh I'm a fool yeah. man, can't get fooled again. Tell that to Southampton. Yeah, like how? <laughs> do you know what? And they were literally twice. going for nine, nine as well, bruv. Cause I'm pretty sure they scored the ninth in like the ninety something minute. I was like, there's like oh. They couldn't, they couldn't have like, been eight or seven. Like, I, back, I actually back Hassan highly. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. But you keep doing this. This guy, he's an amazing coach, but he does not know about damage yeah. limitations. Do you know what? His, his team embarrassed him, though. I get that, but it's like, when it's 5-0, 
just put yeah. ten man behind the ball and could still fucking the beat. going for it, man. Why? Why are you still playing that high line and letting them get in behind? It's like, yeah. are you not learning? It, it's, it was frustrating to watch because it's like, as I said, I back Castlehill, but you can't keep doing this. And you know what? You know what's gonna happen. He's probably gonna go on like a three month unbeaten run because you know that's mm. what happened last time. You know we're gonna hear about it all the time now mm. for BT Sport. Oh, do you remember that nine 0 game? Oh, they've done so <laughs> they've well. Done so well. You wouldn't. You wouldn't think this is the same team that lost nine 0 <laughs> Bam, they rinsed that so much. But um Do you yeah. know what though? That that so, does end then or not end because they haven't played anymore, but it was kind of like signifying a bit of their kind of poor run. Because they were they were one of the teams at the top as well. Yeah. Are you talking about they, They've held us though. Yeah, I mean they've been on poor I think ever since Vestavar yeah. got injured. They've been in a poor run of form. And to be fair to them, I mean, it's not really, there's no excuse for losing nine, but they have had loads of guys injured. Um, like Kyle Walker Peters was injured. You, you've seen like loads of these unknown guys get thrown into the mm. starting 11. Obviously, as I said, Vestgaard's been injured. So I'm not going to sit here and say they had their full strength side like Manchester United did, but still, again, there's no excuse yeah. to be holding nine. Like, never. never. And um, so obviously a big result for Manchester United because they, it, United are just so weird. They're the epitome of consistently yeah. inconsistent. Within a week, these men have lost to the bottom of the table, Sheffield United at home and beaten Southampton 9-0. Yeah. Like, how do you even do that? Yeah. And within a week. And they got a board draw against Arsenal, which they should have put away. Yeah. Yeah, man, like, that game, you know, it's, it was a much better yeah. result for Arsenal because we had weaker, we had our main guys out, what, Tierney or Bamiyang. Um, did we, did we cover that, that game? I think it was, like, four guys. Saka. No, because, oh. obviously, I, I missed last week, innit? Do you know, I had some vivid memory of but us talking we, about it. I was just going to say how, yeah... We can like touch on it for like two minutes, but I, I don't know. I thought that game was <laughs> anticlimactic. I, I didn't really think it was as entertaining. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say it was boring, but it was extremely yeah. underwhelming. It had a 15 minute patch right when the second half started, but other than that, it was, it was, just, it was on the edge. Yeah, it was typical like try not to lose. And it's like I get that from Arsenal's point of view because they didn't have their top guys if Arsenal came in if Arsenal performed like that with their top guys I'd be disappointed like let's not fall into this trap that Chelsea were doing previously United keep doing in these big games I, I remember saying in a podcast a while ago I don't like these conservative big mm. games let's stop this go for the net let's actually yeah. put, put a good football, on, football yeah. match on but obviously I can understand it with the injuries that Arteta had but Ole you can't keep Going into these big games, this is what I did. This can we can do this a little segue back to the original yeah. topic. But Oli in these big games, it's like that's why I can't put United as title serious mm. title contenders. Even if they might, they can go win their next three games, whoever it is against. But when they come against these big sides, they're too conservative. They're too for it. I can't. I can't see title winners in them. Like yeah, that. yeah. Because you'd much rather. Put a stamp down in the big games and then 
not beat Southampton 9-0 to type of thing. Do you know what I mean? That does that sounds obviously stupid, but in terms of like just confidence, because I don't I think if they had if they had if they hadn't lost against Sheffield, actually, yeah, I was gonna say if they hadn't lost against Sheffield, I think they may have gone for the Arsenal game a bit more. Because that would have been a shit way to lose two in a row. But yeah, even even nine yeah. 0 it's just a bit like cool. It's nice, like they got all their goals and stuff. But I don't think it really changes much for them. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. I, I, it it changes some stuff, but on the grand scheme of things, not really. Like I look at Man City, for example, they're not going to be shivering in their timbers yeah. that United just won nine 0 They're going to still go about their business happy. If they win their next game, I'm pretty sure they're seven points clear or something like that because they do have a game in hand. Yeah. So. They're sitting comfy, um, but what I, what I will say is obviously nine nils huge goal difference wise. Yeah, now yeah, I forgot about United's that. goal difference. Their goal difference was suffering massively because they held what six against Tottenham mm. and a couple other big losses here and there, and it it wasn't looking good for them goal difference wise. But now they've even it out. I think they've scored the most goals in the league. So if it gets to a point where maybe not the title. But maybe top four yeah. and stuff like that is the decided by a goal difference. It's really going to be in their favour because of this result. What I will also say is it's a big confidence booster for a lot of the players in the side. Yeah. Like, and that's what I will, I will give credit to Oli. The way he managed that game could not have been managed any better. Mm. You know, he, it's, he saw that, boom, we're 4-0 up. Let's get a Donny van der Beek on. Let's get a Martial on. Let's get all these other guys on. Let's, Even Dan um, James and that give man. Them Exactly. And, you know, give them a run out, give them that little bit of confidence. Everyone chipped in with a goal. It wasn't just like, because, you know, with these big thrashings, there's usually just one guy who's chipped in with sort of nuts, like six goals. Yeah. And it's the, the rest is just spread between everyone. Even else. the one that he was, everyone chipped. Sorry, the one that he was well, involved in, I think he got the one against Ipswich all those years ago. He was saying like, I think he got that yeah, four. he got four. And then I think the others were shared by like only a couple of people. That's the thing yeah, with Ole, so bro. Like, this guy. Do you know what? I I remember we, I did admit it the other other time. He is a very very good man manager, even in terms of like mm-hmm. confidence or just rotating and all that stuff. That's why it's a shit. Like it's starting to become a shame that he's just not really tactically that aware. I think he's he, he's kind of viewed as like the boys in a change. Yeah. Like he's one of the players essentially. Yeah. Kind of like a player manager. Kind of. Yeah, like. literally. But um, yeah, so like everyone chipped in with what one or two goals, one or two assists. Like everyone got a piece of that cake, mm-hmm. and you know, it. We'll see what happens because, as I said, they're consistently inconsistent. It'll be typical of Man United. I don't know who their next game is, but I don't believe it's against anyone big. Uh, let me just quickly check. No, I think it's something Everton, dumb. Everton. Was it right? Everton. So it will be typical for them to draw against Everton, which is not really a bad result. But it's again, you can't take anything really away from this 9-0 win because it's just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, This shouldn't sell you dreams, is what I'm trying to yeah. say. But it was, a, it was a good performance. You know, I look at guys like Luke Shaw, for example. I like I was a huge critic of him. Rightly so. Like I ever since he had that leg break, unfortunate, but ever since he had that leg break, I ain't seen the loot show of Southampton. I'd say this loot show I'm seeing right now, best loot show I've ever seen in a Man United show. Mm. 
like he's peaking in a United shirt. You, cases might be able to be made that this is probably the best form of his career. But that's that's up for debate. But what I would definitely say is the best I've seen him in a United shirt. Yeah, he's like he, he's whipping in balls. He's doing everything. He's obviously my ball of the week this week. Probably no, nah, it's not even a probably. My ball of the week will definitely be out before this podcast. But I put him as my ball of the week because he's actually being a threat going forward. Mm. Like I was previously was a United fans told me about him going forward. I'm like. I'm not seeing a proper elite left back going forward mm. previously. Now I am. Now I can say, you know what? Yeah, he's proper going forward, solid defensively, running up and down the flank. Mm. I can't say anything bad about him. Yeah, he's he's definitely proved me wrong in terms of attacking wise. Defensively, he has been he has been all right in terms of like he's not really been bad defensively, but. I think that whole narrative that Mourinho made of him being overweight kind of just made everyone think that yeah he can't really run so he's not there's no point in him running up and down but mm-hmm. he's, no he's definitely premier and he's he is growing in confidence every time yeah I mean and do you know what it, I mean technically speaking go on. Go on, I was yeah. just gonna say I think it's the competition from Telesh yeah definitely. That was that. That can that can arguably be out there as one of the signings of the season. Yeah, literally, really enough. Because it's unearthed a different side of Luke Shaw. But I mean, technically speaking, he can. He, he is in contention for the Euros coming up. Like, if we keep it real, yeah. I, just, I don't know. Is, is there a better left back right now? <sighs> an English left back, should I think. I think Chilwell does get the nod because of experience, but I don't think he's better than Luke Shaw at the moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely at the moment. I'm trying to break base on ability because like he has had a couple injuries recently, so it's hard to base it on. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but it's like you know, but you're right though, because it's like if we look at the grand scheme of things, on like let's say this season, for example, it's like Shaw's arguably being better than. I mean, Chill had a great start, but it's like mm. I was never ever convinced by Chill was I? He wasn't. I was very, very, very convinced by his early Leicester days. Like, I was outright seeing he's the best left back in the league, all of that type mm. of stuff. Then he fell off. And then he's obviously bagged this move to Chelsea. And I personally felt like he reinvigorated himself in the early stages. Mm. But he fell off a bit. And obviously had a couple of injuries, but the jury's slightly still out. Considering that he went for, what, 50 million as well? Yeah. Something. Do you know yeah, what? The jury's still out. I'll, I'll actually hold my hands up and say I haven't really concentrated on him enough to make a proper opinion I don't know him too much because like you were saying at Leicester I did think he was good but I've seen I haven't seen the same mould of player I haven't seen yeah I'll say I definitely haven't seen that early Chilwell that I was lauding as the best left back in the league I haven't seen that yeah. one since but um, yeah, no, that, it's it's a great win for United, and um, we'll see where it goes. Before we close off on them, what are you, what are you saying? I know we we touched on it, but you you putting them in this title race or not? Um, unfortunately not. Yeah, but looking at it, I don't see why. I think if they get anything less than top four. Top three, sorry. Wait, you say that again? Sorry, I just got a call. Major failure. If they don't get anything oh, less yeah. than top three. Interesting, interesting. 
I would like because we cannot. I would say that we cannot rely it's on such Leicester. Such a topsy-turvy season. The only the only team I'm putting my confidence in right now is Manchester City to win the title. Other than that, like I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal somehow made top four. Or something like that. Like it's just a it's a weird season. Like that, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I got stuff to say on yeah, City in a but, bit, but. Not there yet. Yes, Wolves, Arsenal. Go to Arsenal. I mean, we'll, I'm, I'm only going to touch on this one like shortly because you know, time slowly against us, and I just don't want to yeah, get into that. You know, like that, like it's it's, it's not worth it. Like this is not a new. <laughs> not worth it. What do you say? Like same, same stuff, different day. Literally, just started off beautifully. In fact, oh, the I'll great thing—the the start was amazing. Like, we hit the post like three start. times. You know, Saka absolutely running the show, right? Like he's, I, 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 as I said, I've run out of superlatives to describe this guy. Like only twenty, what? Is he? I swear he's still nineteen. Mm. He's our age. He's a no, teenager, yeah, he's, he's and he's funny. still. Yeah, he's oh, it's crazy. Literally, it's just so. It's just so nice, man. Like you know, <laughs> like that. Just so like nice to see what. How he's playing, like the way he's just going for it all the time, playing with confidence, playing obviously got the skill to back it up. Yeah. I've been a bit critical of him, but what I will say is, I'm, I'm, I still need to see. Yeah, I need to see this for like another month before I properly say and hold my hands up and say, yeah, we finally unearthed something. I'll hold my hands up. I was wrong. We need to one more month. Left, left, left wing Pepe. Pepe. I mean, no, not, on the right. is it left? Yeah, left wing Pepe. Yeah, because I did not trust that well, guy. We saw right. it like coming in, doing his little dribble, tooting up men, and he's in the top right. Beautiful goal. Do you know, I was happy that he scored and we scored, in fact. But you know that match the day line. I don't know if you. I don't know if you noticed it, but every time match the day, there's like a comeback. For some reason, the guy always says, oh, "Are they yeah. going to rue these yeah, missed yeah, chances?" Every single time they say it after like a call, call you may miss. What the commentators curse? Cut to a goal. The commentators curse. Because I used to think I used to think that they edited it. I think I used to think that they commented after mm. that it was that it was that perfect. The it way Arsenal just fucking right Literally. before half time. Well, um, yeah, no, we might as well get onto that. That was the main thing that really happened in this game. I didn't think Wolves were that good in the game, to be honest. I feel like they just had their two chances and took it. And um, they didn't let that threaten. And obviously, this win is massive for them. They've been a little bit of a, a slippery slope ever since Raul Jimenez got injured. As we said earlier in the podcast, no Jimenez, pretty much nothing going forward. So, big win for them. Nothing really other than that happened in the game from them in that second half. Obviously, there was the two sending off, which we'll touch on it shortly. But since that happened, Arsenal didn't offer anything. So, the main topic of this game was that sending off. Well, I mean, uh, sending off, because there was two in it. Yeah. But uh, the second one wasn't really that debatable, to be honest. It was, yeah. uh, it was actually quite funny to look back on. I'm not even going to lie. Mind. It just... It just... Fine, I was it's funny, thinking, but I'm, I don't want to be angry. I'm looking at some. I'm laughing. Like, what was you thinking? You was coming out to, I don't know, head the ball, kick it, yeah. and then your arm just like spazzed out, and then just hit it. 
it's so like it's so messed up. Even controlling it, it's just it was fun. Yeah, I think but, it, was, it was definitely yeah, a reflex, that one, but, but the main one, that yeah, Louise, is moving mad. I mean, when I first saw it, I thought, I thought when I first saw it, you... it's a pen. Oh. What are you doing, David Louise? Like, I've, I've been lauding you as mm, being definitely. very good recently. Yeah. But you, you're giving me Mustafi vibes where you can be good and you just have that one mess up somewhere down the line. It's, it's a reoccurring thing. So I was like, what are you doing, David Louise? Then I saw the replay and I'm thinking, that's harsh. Then I saw another replay and I'm thinking, that's harsh because mm. it's smart play by um, William Jose to kind of, somewhat leave his leg out to get clipped i thought and he was kicked and fell over at first because i was thinking cool he's in behind but he's not been wiped out like there's literally no like he could have definitely stayed up that. but then obviously i saw more replays i'm thinking this was an absolutely atrocious decision like what on <laughs> earth like these referees bottom tier i'll keep it so real like how many times are we just going to be in this situation? I wouldn't even say it's just us. Obviously, Arsenal go through it a lot, but everything goes through it. It's just these referees are just poor. Mm. Do you know what? I, just, I don't even know what to say because usually, I'm not, when it's with Arsenal, I'm not usually the type of guy to go on to refs. Only because I knew that often it was a time where it was, using as a, it was used as an excuse where we didn't play well. But this is one of the first times, especially in recent years, where we literally did, we did our job in terms of like, we actually played to... Because oh, I, I, I always say like, beat yeah, the don't give them as well. Like beat the team or beat the rest. Play so... Yeah, yeah don't give them... Mm-hmm, exactly. And obviously, we should have scored a bit more in the first half, but I honestly thought we did. We had done enough to beat the rest in that game. And, and, and as you said, like we don't even need to talk uh, too much on it, really. Like it's just, oh. Do you know what? Dad? I just don't want the blame to be taken away from David Luiz, man. Yeah, I just do not like that like, guy. <laughs> he was well, so out of position, like that. But I don't know, man. I feel like this is the one thing. This is the one time I'll give him a, a complete blow. And there's really any t- times like that, but I'm giving him a complete blow because the referee... I'm, I'm not even just going to blame the referee because after that, the FA, that's, they stood by it. Yeah, that was, the, that, was the, that was the thing. It was a, like... It wasn't it just the referee. Like, it wasn't uh, just VR. Also the FA. Yeah, yeah. They all collectively. They all just um, messed up. Yeah, fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it should not have been a, like pen. Calm. I'll. I don't agree. It should be a pen because it wasn't a attempt for the ball. Yeah, it he wasn't actually tried to, to move down. his leg away. Like, but cool hit. And that's what I mean. The yeah, Jose, yeah. William Jose guy was smart. So he that left even, his leg out. If you run the, like a normal person, mm. you would you wouldn't get your leg kicked, bro run like a normal guy but he left his leg out to get clipped and the slightest yeah. touch man went down even just yeah yeah the red card and the way they stood I mean, by it is so it's a corrupt man. i'll keep it real like you know uh that it's mm. it's crazy man like we there needs to be a change 
someone put through that um, referees should be able to press conferences. I'm down for that. Like, let me keep it. Hunt, I've been, I've actually been screaming for that man because honestly, these men just get like that's it. We're never gonna hear what my man has to say about it. Because even even usually we wouldn't get the FA like a, when they appeal, they never usually come out with a statement. Wait, I don't think no, did the FA come out with a statement or was it Arsenal? I don't know if they always do, but they came out with one on Louise. They never, yeah, they never usually do, but this was definitely wrong and strong. It was definitely wrong and strong because now it's, it's becoming like a thing where my my thing is that cool English referees can't be trusted. So let's get VAR in, okay? That should quote unquote take quote unquote fix the situation. But the problem is, is that now there's four or four or five referees now making a decision. It's the same thing, and it's still it's kind of like cool. Let's just let's make ourselves look good. Like let's not do anything too controversial. Because the whole point of VAR is that the whole you know that line clear and obvious. What, what is that? Like, he can make a decision and the VAR says, you know what, I trust you. Literally. What's the, what's the point? But, you know, it's all a mess right now and we keep it moving, man. You know, it is what it is. It will just make the future in the end all the more sweeter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what? And I hate to say it, but it is a bit of a swings and bounds because next week, you never know, we could fucking... Yeah, um, Tuesday, we don't really... Lucky. But... Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. But, um, <laughs> we don't, but hopefully we do. We move on to the closing topics. Not us, yeah. And uh, we'll touch a bit on Man City. We'll touch a bit on Liverpool. It's unfortunate. There's so much drama that went down this weekend that they, we could have been there for ages, but that's not the case. So we're going to touch on City, Liverpool and West Ham. So Liverpool, I mean, Man City, I put them... Mm right now favourites to win the title I mean I had them in favourites I told guys do not sleep on them they're, they're building something their defence has been strong for a very long time now they're getting the click and the attack don't sleep mm. and ever since that post I'm not I'm not here to say I'm no prophecy or, any, or anything like that I'm just saying but um, ever since then they've now found the click and the mm. attack they're getting the goals to match the defence and um, I can't really see anyone by City winning this really From, I'm just, I'm honest, I'm trying to think honestly again, like what I was thinking, because I remember my friend, my boy was probably like, yeah, when, you know when they were like 15 or seven. I was back. I've been back in like, this, yeah, it was like, it. yeah, you I, were, you were definitely as well. Now. Guys need to keep the same energy they had for Pep last season for crop this season. I saw guys writing mm. infuriating, yeah. bro, because I'm thinking. Cool, criticise him, he's having a bad season, cool. But he's not finished. This is his first bad season. He came in Man City 2016. Yeah. That first season was a bit of a transition season. Asian players like Clichy, Sanyo, they're not his players. He hasn't put his stamp on his team. He's just testing the waters of a couple men. The next season where he properly made his signings, put his stamp in, hmm. literally. 100 points, Gone, most man. goals, uh, most wins, most everything, yeah? Check, 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 loads of ticks, yeah? Boom. Mm. Next season, does the exact same thing. What, 198 mm. points between two seasons. Man won, what, 14 games in a row whilst being seven points behind. Put respect on Pep's name. Then, cool. That 1920 season, it was mm. a bit poor. 
because I, I say a bit because do you know what you can you even say that, burnout man honestly and we'll get onto it but it was poor it was a bit poor because ultimately speaking they still finished second the pressure's on Liverpool they still finished second in what is perceived yeah. as Pep's completely finished Man City's worst season they uh, won a trophy as well so it was a you know it was a keeper float kind of season now they're back and what I'm trying to say is I'm seeing guys make excuse for Klopp like, oh, Van Dijk's injured. Oh, this man's injured. No one had that energy for Pep when it was Laporte. No one had that energy for Pep when it was Leroy Sane. Nobody had that energy for Pep when Gondolin was out. Nobody had that energy for Pep when Stones was out. Nobody had that energy for Pep when Aguero. Laporte, do you know what Laporte? Laporte's the big one because now I think about it, that is li- that was literally because that was my that was my excuse for City. Like they they'd lost nine games. That's yeah, un- like, that's unheard was, of for City. It was definitely poor. But do you know what I mean? I'm they had sure, injuries I'm... as well. But no one last season you never heard up far Laporte. Yeah, that's the you thing. Said, you heard a you heard a fair share guys mention Laporte, but no one was giving him that that kind of blight where you know he's had loads of injuries this season it's a bit unfair to completely write him off with Klopp we see it and this is even a, uh, me coming at Klopp this is me coming at the media the pundits mm. the fans the pages all you guys need to keep it a buck keep it straight keep it 100 two Virgils you know the vibes and just say it how it is if you're going to have the energy for Pep that you had last year yeah. you know keep that same energy for Klopp this year that's what I'm saying, man. I had to, I had to let that, I had to let it off my chest, man. Couldn't, could not like, have said it better that is, myself. That, few, that had me feeling. I'm thinking, no, no, there's even better excuse. And obviously, yeah. the game next. Coincidentally, there's so much. It's Liverpool, Man City, at Anfield. Yeah, as you said in the <laughs> comments, man. That's that's there's my, so much hype for it. Yeah, watch it being there. <laughs> I just, oh, I pray, I pray it's not. I mean, if, if it was a no-no, no, I feel like it'll be a much, much better result for Man City. Yeah. Man City would not give a, f- they were not care. Yeah, literally. I mean, sheet, I they would care. Sheet, yeah. Do you think, I, I saw um, someone comment on one of my posts, but do you think if Diaz and Stones was the partnership from the very start of the season, do you think they could have broken a record? Because they've only conceded, what, one goal in, like, nearly 20 games. Uh, the record was 15 um, goals. Yes. I mean, I do believe <laughs> um, seven of them were penalties. And it's, do you know that those goals, yeah, the penalties and that Leicester game. I don't know if... Oh, I don't no, know when if I said they've only conceded 15, so I was talking about like Chelsea. No, I was talking about the Chelsea. Because oh, obviously Chelsea hold the record for the least amount of goals conceded. They conceded 15 that season, seven mm. were pens. But as I'm saying, this season, they've only conceded one when them two have played together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All the other ones was from that Leicester game where they held five or something. I don't know. It's it's a good question to put together. <coughs> so it's a good question to put together. So because um, right. a point could be made. Obviously, it's a weird season, so you never know what will happen. Like knowing twenty twenty one, something mad can happen. Like I don't know. 
they concede like three in one game and then lose it or something crazy like that. Like nothing surprises me this year anymore. But ultimately speaking, go on. What I want to what I want to say is though, Jay. <laughs> yeah, the this run that they have now. Certainly, is I've seen it myself. Obviously, Liverpool's next. I believe like Everton's in there. I mean. A case could be made for Arsenal because usually when they come to the Emirates, it's a usual 3 0, nothing more, nothing less. But Arteta, <laughs> you know, yeah, might have a Literally. bit, kind of has Pep on look, kind of. Mm. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, whenever really they've won, it's been a little tight affair. I mean, obviously, his scoreline might not reflect it because I think they've won 3 0 and 3 1 mm-hmm. in the games that Arteta's lost to Man City. But it's usually been a tight affair and it's little margins here and there. Mm-hmm. But um, this game, and obviously the FA Cup semi final was a, a blew them away. So I feel like Pe- um, Arteta does definitely have something on Klopp. I mean, Arteta does, definitely does have something on Pep. But yeah, back to the fixture schedule, it's definitely getting peaked. So what I will say is um like you said, like this is where it gets real interesting. This is where we see if they're really title contenders like that. But um yeah. Next game next mm-hmm. week's game is huge. Next week's game is huge. And as for Liverpool, you know, I it's I, I can't keep up anymore. Like I thought they were back. You know, the way they slipped <laughs> first, the way they beat West Ham. <laughs> Oh like, my God. Yeah, like, they had a little poor patch. Yeah, was that their patch? I was thinking myself, what was that their poor patch? Like you know, every top team eventually gets to their poor patch. But was that their poor patch? Like they're still in the top four, they're still doing their thing. But no, they've mm. gone back to. It's, it's, I can't even say back. I, I, as I said, I can't keep up anymore. They'll probably win their next game. Then me saying that they're done yeah. looks like I was wrong. And they'll probably lose the game after that, after me saying they're back. Mm. And it's just they're, they're moving like Man United right now. Hopefully, it's not a disappointing game. But to close off, big shout out to Jesse Lingard. We love to see it. Two goals. Yeah. Yeah, mm. they are, to be fair. up there, and he would have fought, especially at the start of the season when they were in turmoil. Like I remember, there was fans protesting. Obviously, not protesting because obviously COVID times mm. and everything, but online protests where they were venting in their frustration, their anger towards the board and the Sullivans and everyone associated with West Ham. But they're the highest placed London side right now. You know, I'm hearing London's what reds. I'm hearing London's white. <laughs> London's. Blue. London is claret right mm. now, bro. Mm. Literally. They are doing their thing. And you know what? The games that they've lost... United... I even peak, man. They lost against... Um, Liverpool, United, Arsenal. They've got big wins. They've won against Leicester. Everton. Maybe Leicester. They've got... They've... they've yeah, they obviously they beat Leicester. That was the win against the, the win on the weekend up. was quite big. Like Aston Villa have been doing well this season. Like, I expected them to win that. So to get a win away at Aston Villa's this season is quite very solid. Yeah, I think it was that that, that first game that they lost against Newcastle mm. was so crazy. That was so strange. 
But ever since it's, then, it's been such a weird season. Like we've seen so many there. sides in this position, but West Ham find themselves in this position towards the latter stages of the season. So essentially, that's better. I, I've, I remember where what Southampton was here. Obviously, Aston Villa was there. Leicester was there. Everton was there. Like every side has mm. been there. Where you're thinking, hmm, what are you, you going to get European football this season? But you know, I think what they've what they've had luckily, whatever. Like Premier League, Premier League. But they've had like they haven't had a run like most of the other teams where it's like. Winnable games, hard games. Winnable games, hard games. They kind of alternated. But what I would say is that the hard games they've grinded out, they've actually grinded out results. And what like they drew against Spurs and they and played City. to their strengths. They've got their so you've got a Suchek in there, and it, I think he's a good midfielder. I feel like yeah. people are slightly disrespecting when they see him as just some heading merchant in the box. I think he can actually play ball and stuff like that. But ultimately speaking, he's not like no. up at echelon midfielder. But he's being used. To his strengths, and he's excelling. You know, guys like Q Fowl, he's checked me, no pun intended. But yeah, um, they got him at right back, he's doing his thing. The centre backs, that the way, and then Antonio as well. Like, again, Antonio's not really that upper echelon striker, but he's putting up solid numbers. I'm seeing something crazy, like he's got like, like what, 22 goal involvements in like the last 27 games or something like that. Like, he's putting himself about. And um, he's really becoming a nuisance for any centre-backs that he comes up against. And um, with Ben Rama, I'm seeing good signs. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing something build. We obviously haven't seen the Ben Rama of Brentford, but I'm seeing something build there. So we'll watch the space on that one. But ultimately speaking, they're just using everyone to their strengths. And even Jesse Lingard, like, people forget that Jesse Lingard was once a player under David Moyes at United. It was a brief time because obviously his time at United wasn't that long. Yeah. But he knows Jesse, he knows about Jesse and he knows how to use him and that's an underrated signing because it's not like Jesse's just gone to some random guy. There's clearly some history there. That's the thing. Do you know what? Him, he's technically gone to West Ham at the best mm. possible time because any other time going to West Ham is a bit like, yeah. Because even, even when it happened, I, was, I thought like yeah. naturally in my head like, oh, he's just going to a mid-table team. But these guys are actually challenging and are causing, like Villa were good. Villa are good, sorry. Like causing actual damage. Very, so, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're here, very man. good it's move. Like, Perfect the time. Has been on point. Like there could not have been a better time, man. Yeah, no, big up Lingard, big up West Ham. Mm-hmm. Big result against Aston Villa, and we'll see what the future holds. But that was another episode of the One Two Podcast. Brought by myself, Jay, my usual co-host, Dave. You know the vibes. And um, we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. I want football tomorrow, innit? I this this time. I'm not, I'm here for it though. The the fish goes with packs, but I'm here for it because there was once a time. Yeah, it's good. Where there was no football on. It's been good. I don't know how I survived. Yeah, literally, man. Nah, I was what I was swinging out content every day, but I don't know where I was getting that content from. Like, what? Oh, uh, what? What's your favorite? Who was your favorite season? <laughs> Little questions like that, like, oh, properly. Yeah. Them times yeah. were dark. Literally, just but, anything from anything. Yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. In a bit, keep it locked. Peace. <laughs>